This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. Hello people out there and welcome back to the Saturday Sleepers podcast for week 11. On Sunday we play ball but on Saturday, well Saturday's for sleeping. We're here to give you the low cost, high value players of the week and joining me today. He's got more rush yards than Travis Etienne, he's got more receptions than Tyreek Hill and he's been sacked more times than Sam Howell, it's Chris Pugh. Good evening Mark, I, I have I actually never been sacked. Never ever. Any job. How many jobs have you ever had in your life? Uh, uh, six. Six? Six. Man, you get around. How old are you? Very, very old. You are very old. Yeah, very old. Older than time itself, some people say. And you've always been the lever, not the lever. I have, yeah. I've always broke hearts, never been broken hearts. (laughs) Fair play, fair play. Not Um, like Sam Howell. Not like Sam Howell. (laughs) How did you get on with your DFS last week, mate? Do you know what? I was pretty happy with it, actually, um, as, as things went. I, uh, do you want me to run through the, the players that I had? Well, firstly, and, and let's, go with, let's go with how you did, because I'm guessing you didn't put your terrible players from last week in your lineups. How did you do did, uh, personally last week? Me personally? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I will dig up my score. Did you win a grand total of absolutely nothing? Well, I did win a grand total of absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> I finished uh, 38th last week. It was a disappointing one for me. I started pretty well, mm. um, but I think the um, the Jackson, uh, the the Dallas game, um, killed you, and the Lions Chargers, uh, which were the late kickoffs, killed me. So I think I was knocking around the the top five, top ten in the six o'clock slate games, but then the uh, the late show kicked kick me out. I finished 49th, I think, and I didn't even <laughs> flirt with like the top 40 at any point. Yeah. But I do yeah. think it's important to put as many early games as you, in as you can, just to give yeah. you that little boost, like give you that, yeah. that energy burst yeah. in life Absolutely. until the nine o'clock yeah. kick off. And it it's all nice goes to get second. hope before the crushing disappointment <laughs> comes in life. So yeah, it's, it's it a good exactly. idea. How about your, uh, your Saturday sleeper picks? How did they get on? Uh, my sleepers. Um, so I picked uh, Falcons quarterback, Taylor Heineke um, as my sleeper QB. Yeah. He only picked up 9.6 points and didn't finish the game due to an injury. How many? Um, 9 point what? 9.6. 9.6. I'm totally in. That's why. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me running back, who was my um, my sleeper uh, central, my absolute banker, yeah. was uh, Ravens running back Keaton Mitchell. Oh yeah, that's who, sleeper. He, well, he was a sleeper. I'm sticking by it. <laughs> uh, and it was a wonderful pick. 13.6 point, points for Keaton Mitchell. You can argue um, it's not really a sleeper, couldn't you? With a touchdown. It was a sleeper, okay. 100%. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, George Pickens um, didn't Another get sleeper. that didn't get that touchdown that uh, I was hoping for, um, that he was hoping for, but the Steelers won. He picked up 7.5 points and Drew Sample, which was my wild card tight end, got a f- couple of receptions, 3.2 points. 
Gives you a grand total of 33.9 points, Pulio. Yep. Uh, Correct. I actually know Drew Sample did crap. Do you know why? Because I put you, him you in put my lineup. You listened to me and put him in your team. <laughs> I made the mistake of listening to you. And Correct. All went wrong. Um, yeah. It's a good job I haven't got a podcast platform to reel this kind of information off. <laughs> We're here to give advice to people. Don't listen to it. Uh, my <laughs> Saturday sleepers, I had quarterback Will Levis. Who oh, put up a whopping no. seven points against the Bucks. Oh no! Uh, Bucks fucked me there. Uh, Will Levis is crap. Will isn't Levis, can't he? yeah. <laughs> be useless. The Tennessee O line fucked you. Oh my word, he was rubbish. My running back was Cordaro Patterson. Not great. Uh, four points against the Cardinals. Oh, you touched it then. It's more than Charbonnet got me last week, like the yeah, week before. To, was, yeah. to be fair. I guess um, it did, yeah. And Bijan score, which is nice for like the fantasy yeah. community. So it's nice to see yeah. them happy. Uh, but no, games, yeah. game script fucked me there. Uh, wide receiver was Nick Westbrook-Hakini. Oh, no. Who was my absolute banker, and I picked him in like three of the four leagues I was in. Yeah. Yeah, 1.9 points yeah, uh, against the Bucks Again, yeah, Bucks fucked me there. Uh, and then my tight end was Donald Parham Jr., 3.8 points. Oh, uh, Keenan Allen, Allen's skills fucked me there, as well as the yes, script, obviously. Correct, yeah. I got a whopping 16.7 points from my Saturday sleepers last week. So I over double your score? From, yeah. From That's a good effort. But again, like, yeah, you yeah, picked two of your yeah. players weren't sleepers. Were definite sleepers. They absolutely were not sleepers. Definitely. Nobody was talking about Keaton Mitchell nobody. Until, until I mentioned him. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's move on to this week. So, the okay. Saturday sleepers for this week are the entire Washington Commanders team. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will <laughs> Good see night, you next everybody. Week. <laughs> the Giants are absolute ass. Um, yeah. But, yeah, right. It might not be that good. <laughs> quarterback Pulio. Give us your Saturday quarterback. sleeper quarterback. Uh, so, I, I have I've tried to stick to the to the theme of the show a bit better this week. Um, and I'm letting my uh, my head rule my heart here. Um, and for, at five thousand six hundred, I'm picking up uh, Jordan Love, Green okay. Bay Packers quarterback. Um, the last three games, he's thrown over two hundred and twenty yards in each of those, um, with at least one passing touchdown in each of them. Um, he got two passing touchdowns last week in Pittsburgh. Um, the Christian Watson is is getting more into the, back into the swing of the uh, offense uh, after his injury. They, there are a couple of other guys, Jalen Reed and um, Romeo Dobbs as well, who are there. Who are uh, and Luke Musgrave, the yeah. um, the tight, tight end, end who's yeah. they're starting to build up a little bit of a connection. Um, and as much as it pains me to say, it's not <laughs> producing results at the moment. But I do think Love's performances over the last couple of weeks have been better since the start of the season where he was struggling. Um, and this week they're at home to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers um, and their wildly bad secondary um, who cannot stay out of big shootouts. Um, so we're in Green Bay in November, um, I'm wondering whether... Jordan Love's experience of being in those conditions over the last couple of years might help. Um, I smell a bit of a shootout between the Chargers and the Packers, and I'm wondering whether Love can continue his good form and put up some numbers. Yeah, you, you've got to say, Pew, haven't you, that a strong Green Bay is good for the NFL in general. 
Um, some people might say that. Would you some say? People. Would you say that you hope to see the Packers succeed in everything they do? I would say, um, after thirty years of only knowing Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers as the Green Bay Packers quarterback, it's quite—it's been quite enjoyable actually, um, <laughs> seeing them struggle a little bit and not really have certainty or clarity over their quarterback situation. Just to, um, to confirm, does Green hmm. Bay still own Chicago? Green Bay, uh, no, Aaron, Green Bay never owned Chicago. Oh, Aaron Rodgers okay. individually owned Chicago. Um, I think that is still the case. Yeah. Um, whilst we're not certain of our quarterback, so. does it does it hurt you to see the Green Bay Packers do well whilst the Bears are perennially shit? <laughs> <laughs> is the Pope Catholic, man? <laughs> Remember that great season the Bears are going to have. Uh, this year and then what every year every of the year. last 20 yeah what's it like yeah. being a Bears fan mate on a scale of 1 to 10 how how depressing is it uh 3 <laughs> 3 I'd say it's 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 pretty depressing um that 3 gets smaller as the season progresses <laughs> Fields yeah. is supposed to be back this week as well isn't he so yep apparently um, so yeah he's got 7 games to prove himself there you go before you boost is that your again. sleeper no, I'm mate. I'd pick my sleep over the sleepover. That's weird. Sleepover. I'd pick my sleeper over uh, over any Bears players, but that's just that's to upset fair. you, really. Yeah, my sleeper, fair. my quarterback sleeper. Yes. For four thousand five hundred dollars. Well, that's cheap. They're at home versus the Steelers. I've gone Dorian Thompson Robinson. You have not. <laughs> you are kidding. Did you watch his other game this year? There is method behind the madness. Okay. I'm not I saying it's good it. method, like, but, but it's there. It. It's more madness than method. So, he's yet to properly start a game with prior knowledge of the fact he's starting that game. Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But now he's been announced as the starter. Yes. He came in against the Ravens when Watson got injured in the pre-game warm-up and he threw 121 yards and um, three interceptions. But that's not going to happen this week. <laughs> The pick is based purely on the success of other rookie quarterbacks. So, CJ okay. Stroud also oh, had a yeah. bad game against the Ravens in week one. Mm. Do you know what he did in week two? Uh, pretty much what he's done week three to ten as he well. He scored 25.5 fantasy points against the Colts. Okay. Bryce Young. Bryce Young had a bad game in Atlanta, against Atlanta in week one. Week yeah. two, yeah. 14.5 points made. Will Levis, the GOAT. Oh, yeah. 26.6 points in his first game against Atlanta. Tommy yeah. DeVito, well, I mean, that's not important. I've made the no. point already. No. Let's not talk about Tommy <laughs> stop DeVito. It, stop right there. Stop I think, right there. Yeah. They're going to throw it. Why not? I've got no other sleeper quarterback to pick. Yeah. It and was difficult this week. The it was difficult position. because yeah. even Jordan Love, I wouldn't say he's a, a definite sleeper. Particularly. No, no, he might no, not be your course. go-to guy. Yeah. But... In the spirit of the show, which apparently only I'm buying into, yeah, uh, I did fish low. Um, well, I wrote Aiden O'Connell down, but then I remembered that I was trying to pick people to win points for people, so I scribbled <laughs> that out quickly and wrote Jordan Love instead. <laughs> I actually thought of Aiden O'Connell as well, but uh, yeah, but yeah, the um, yeah. Or if you don't want to go for Dorian Thompson Robinson or Jordan Love, somehow pick somehow. Okay. That's the like, that's like the real. Answer, yeah. yeah. But I'm sticking. Doesn't matter there. how much he is, just pick him. Just pick him because you know yeah. giants in it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Pew, running back. Running back. Um, this one, we don't discuss our picks um, before the show. So, we don't. Um, we don't know whether we're going to pick the same person. I doubt This is are. the one I'm wondering whether we are going to do. Okay. Um, my pick this week is uh, Dallas Cowboys running back Rico Dowdle. Is that because um, I picked him up in the redraft league earlier? <laughs> have you? I did, I did not yeah, see did that. No. Um, but yeah, the Cowboys um, are off on uh, a visit to Carolina for another of their weekly blowouts where they will win comfortably. <laughs> the game will be sealed by the second quarter. Yep. And as soon as C.D. Lamb gets his 120 yards plus two touchdowns, <laughs> then they'll stop throwing the ball and start running it. Um, but not Pollard because he's been used to well, all season. That's the thing, you see. Pollard has not been the same since his injury. And I'm sure that the Cowboy, the one thing the Cowboys would love more than anything is a real standout Tony Pollard game between now and the playoffs. You know, they'll, I think a, a, a fit and healthy flying Tony Pollard makes a big difference to this Cowboys offense that is already looking really threatening. Um, but as it stands, he doesn't look the same. And last week, uh, Dowdle was the backup. He rushed for 79 yards and got a touchdown against the moribund New York Giants. <laughs> Um, but you know, I wonder if Pollard's still not at it, could that uh, usage be increased this week against another awful opponent in the Carolina Panthers? Um, so yeah, at four thousand six hundred, he's my he's my little sleep. I'm still running back to as it stands, quite clearly behind Pollard. But if the Pollard struggles continue, could he be the one to uh, to get? to get a few more touches of the ball. You were very high on him watching that Dallas game last week, weren't you? I was. Yeah, he showed a, a, a real burst, I thought. And that's, you know, that's what kind of what Pollard was to Zeke last yeah. year for the Cowboys. You know, Pollard looked, clearly looked like he had the burst and the and the zeal and, you know, that, that exuberance, if you like, to, to, to really step out of the backfield. Um, and I think, Pollard this year, after he's come back from his injury, he sort of looks that battering ram that Zeke was, and whether Rico Dowdle could be the the guy to to come through and be the the real yardage maker is uh, w- w- we'll see between now and the end of the season. Yeah, you do kind of get the vibe that if Pollard doesn't perform against Carolina this week, it could be like you sh- could see the the split share going more towards Dowdle than than himself. Um, yeah, certainly. I think, like you say, he's had the Giants last week and the Panthers this week. Yeah, if you can't you know, do it against What them. an opportunity for Pollard to really come out of himself and, and get back into the swing of things. And if he can't, maybe Dowdle is the guy. Haven't they got Juice Vaughan as well? Yeah, he was the he was the preseason guy, yeah. really, that, that everybody thought might come through. But um, yeah, Dowdle's obviously proved himself over over the first few weeks in uh, in training and has got the backup gig. Yeah, I mean, Pollard's a talent. No one's trying to take that away from him, but yeah, it'd be nice to see that from a fantasy uh, perspective. Um, mm. My running back is also an RB2. Uh, he scored a touchdown on, was it Monday Night Football, I believe? Ooh. Bills? Tavius Murray, he's at home yeah. versus the Jets, 4,800. Mm-hmm. I would put this in the sort of same bracket as you picking Keita Mitchell. Okay. I, I maybe it's not quite the spirit of the show, but he is the RB two. Um, 
he scored 14.9 fantasy points in the loss against the giant killing Broncos uh, yeah. with the touchdown. He ran for 68 yards off nine attempts. James Cook is clearly the better back, but he's... When he can hold on to the when ball. When he can hold on to the ball and his yeah fingers aren't made of sticks of butter. Yeah. Uh, he's 6,100, James yeah. Cook. Dottavius Murray does tend to get the sort of third down reps and the goal line reps and Yeah, he definitely gets red zone reps. Yeah. He's more of the 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 touchdown threat, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and even still how, how many touchdowns has James Cook got this year? I don't think it's that many because it's either no. Murray gets them or Josh Allen just does it himself. Yeah, that obviously they got you got the threat of Allen. Um, I think before he got injured, you had Damian Harris as well, who yeah. was another another um, red zone threat. So, so as the weather yeah. weather gets worse in Bus- Buffalo and the absence of slot receiver targets becomes more and more frustrating, uh, the new OC Joe Brady would be smart to play Murray and Cook in like a tandem, uh, and I think he's going to continue to do so. And yeah, I, th- I think he might be the play. And, and for 4,800, one touchdown is major your money. And you can save that money, use it somewhere else, get yourself CD Lamu, as you say, he's going to get 120 yards and four touchdowns, whatever. Um, or Brian Robinson Ooh. Jr. <laughs> or Antonio Gibson. Or Antonio Gibson, because, yeah, know, Giants in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Latavius Murray has three touchdowns this year. Yeah. Um, uh, James Cook has one. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Stats speak for themselves. So yeah. Cook might get the um, the quantity of touches, uh, but it, it's... When it gets to the red zone. When it gets to the red zone, he's sitting on the sidelines. So, mm. yeah. Wide receiver, Pulio. Okay, wide receiver. So, remember um, at the quarterback situation where I told you that my uh, head was ruling my heart? Yeah. Um, flipping that baby over. Okay. Uh, and my wide receiver at 3,300 criminally underpriced is Darnell Mooney of the Chicago Bears your Bears show in Pew (laughs) I know I know it's the Bears and they're at the Lions that is cheap though I think it's scandalously cheap I'll I'll be honest all joking aside like it is straight up instinct like I've seen Darnell Mooney have pull off some worldy catches especially in the in the end zone um so it's it's one of them i'm i'm basically looking at that price i'm thinking if dj moore is tied up with with the lions backfield um can uh mooney get himself free um be that wide out, out wide guy um especially if fields is back in fields is supposed to be playing um if he is back and he can throw that deep ball Mooney could be the guy um, that really shocks people this week. Um, obviously, Moore is the the main threat for for the Bears, but Mooney is still there, and he has a good connection with Fields last season and at the start of this year. Um, so, yeah, he's only got one touchdown this year. He has had injuries, and obviously Fields hasn't been in the side, and Bajan hasn't been throwing it deep. But um, I'm just wondering whether this this could with Fields coming back, could be the return of, of Mooney getting into the swing of things. I'll be honest, when I look for these sleepers, I, I scroll down and I look for 
either players who I think I can genuinely justify or ones I can make enough shit jokes about to sort of oh, justify yeah, yeah. talking about. I don't even scroll as far down as 3,000. <laughs> the fact that he's there, like I kind of want to change mine now to Darnell Mooney and just okay. repeat everything you've just said because, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, 3,300, one touchdown, job done. Yeah. 50 yards, I, job done I for that so, price. Yeah, yeah. He, is that, he is that guy that can beat, you know, he's got the pace to beat a man out wide um, and, and Fields has got that deep ball threat in him. Um, so yeah, I, I just think, for, like you say, for that price, it's it's got to be worth it. If you've stacked others around him and that's all you can afford left, if he gets you, like you say, one touchdown and fifty yards, if he puts up double points, uh, double figure points, then he's done the job for you. He's kind of around that sort of Trey Palmer mark. Um, I'm just I'm just actually looking how much Trey Palmer is. If you give me thirty seconds, Where... absolutely. 3,000 Trey Palmer is Trey Palmer okay. would be my pick every week, but it's pointless saying the same person. Yeah, he's also that... that you got the Niners this week, yeah, so. maybe not this week, like, but yeah, <laughs> we are gonna get battered, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, depressingly. So, he's gonna every week there is a chance Trey Palmer will get the touchdown because they're gonna cover Mike Evans, they're gonna cover mm-hmm. Chris Godwin, who hasn't been amazing this season just yeah. yet. Trey Palmer's your threat, same with Brandon Cooks when I picked him. Two weeks ago, when he scored fuck all and I looked like a mug, last week yeah. he got like 30 odd points. Yeah. He, he's just, the Giants, in it? Giants, in it? He's just one. <laughs> <laughs> Might just call the episode Giants, in it? Giants, um, in it? He's, he's one of those that Darnell Mooney is just one of those who will just pop up and go, oh yeah, shit, he scored. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do like that pick. Mine yes. is a wide receiver. Oh, that's that's good. Which is handy we're, for we're the doing the wide receiver position now. So that's, <laughs> that's a good pick, Mark. What the... It's Reed. Oh, is it? It's Reed, who who could be stacked with your love. Love, yes. my, love my Reed, Pew. Just love my Reed. I will. I'll At try. home against the Chargers. $4,000. It's kind yeah, of. That's pretty good. It feels a bit of a no brainer, almost. Like he scored 19.4 points last week against the Steelers. Yeah. 19.7 versus the Falcons in week two. Yeah. Uh, he's hit double figures five times this season. He averages 10.8 game, uh, eight points per game. Yeah. Um, Chargers secondary isn't the best, as you've already discussed. Uh, offensively, the Chargers are quality, so Jordan Love's going to have to throw it just yes. to keep up. Um, you just got to hope those targets go to our man and not Watson or Dobbs or mm. whoever else, Musgrave as well. Well, I mean, personally, speaking selfishly, I hope they go into row six <laughs> of the of the stand of Lambo. but, um, you know, yeah. if it is going to go to anybody, it might as well go to the guy you've just told everyone's pick. That's the spirit, mate. Yeah. Your bear's showing, Pew. Your bear's showing. <laughs> no. Sorry about that. He's 600 cheaper than Watson. Uh, I mean, you, yeah. you can guarantee whichever wide receiver you pick from the Packers is the other one that will get the targets. Um, yeah. It's just sod's law, and it's a fucking put both in. Double, it's bubble, difficult. It obviously, it's difficult when you've got you know, not one standout or your standout guy is not really at his very best, which Watson isn't at the moment. Yeah. He's, you know, he's getting there, but he isn't back to his very best. So. You know, Love is having to share the uh, lo- share the load around a little bit, and and Reed's getting his fair share. Yeah, I do really like Watson as a player. Um, he's mm. got a, a cracking surname as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> naturally. But yeah, Reed, save yourself six hundred, spend it somewhere else. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm going with. Or Terry McLaurin. Yeah. John Dodson. Dodson. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Tight end, Pulio. 
uh, my tight end is Logan Thomas. No, not really. Um, <laughs> Don't steal my joke for the end of my bit. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to find another one of theirs now. Um, my tight ends are difficult again. I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to bash the tight end position, but um, good. It, I've, I felt it difficult this week in particular. Um, not many great options lower down. So mine is a is a big gamble, um, and it's on the prelude that everybody checks the uh, designated from IR section. Is it Travis before Kelsey? before they pick their thing? It's Pat Freemuth of he back? Steelers. He is he is designated um, for return off injured reserve this week. Um, he was limited in practice, I think, on Thursday um, at the time of recording. Uh, if he is picked back off uh, IR and is available against a Brown side that aren't, probably aren't going to put up as well, shouldn't put up unless Mark's right about Dorian Thompson Robinson. <laughs> Just you, um, mate. The stats speak for themselves, <laughs> mate. Um, it's fate. Then I would imagine that uh, it's probably going to be a low-scoring game. And with Freemuth back, he's, you know, he was a real plus point for that Steelers offense towards the back end of last last season. Um, and I think his, his position on IR being out of the side has affected Pickett in particular, but, you know, obviously as a whole, the Steelers' offence, um, he was averaging 6.3 points per game before his injury, um, but he is a real trusted weapon for Pickett um, and that Steelers' offence. Without Deshaun Watson in the, on the Browns' side, I think the Steelers get a lift. I think they see themselves going to Cleveland and stealing a win, um, and if Freer moves back, he might be the, uh, the guy to seal it. Yeah, I like that you... Worth a gamble for me. Yeah, I like that you've tried, sort of said, like, oh, but hopefully no one will realise, as you've said that on a podcast that goes like like out to the whole world. It, yeah. It's not really a secret once you tell everyone. I mean, the three people that listen to this now know yeah. your secret weapon, so you're giving well, that just keep an Well, just keep an eye on the, on the IR, basically, is, is what I'm saying. And if he gets designated for a turn, then 2,500 for a guy that was... Uh, you know, I'd say top ten point yeah. scorer in amongst tight ends throughout the whole of last season. Um, I think that's a bargain. My tight end sleeper. Mm-hmm. I'd mm-hmm. like to petition to change the name tight end to big slotty bastards. Okay, because that's essentially what they are. So my yeah. my big slotty bastard for this yeah, week, for the sleeper, <laughs> yeah. is a steal at this price. Oh, it's Michael Mayer. Okay. Away against the Dolphins, 2,700. Mm. He's got double figures twice this season. That's cheap. It is cheap. First touchdown in the NFL last week versus the Jets. I picked him as one of my first ever Mystic Mark picks. Uh, he was absolutely shite that week. Okay. <laughs> he got, I forget how many points, but it was like sub yeah. five. It was terrible. Um, Miami is 21st in points given up to the position. Uh-huh. This is a new Raiders, new head coach, new OC, new QB, new energy. Everything... They've had more change than the Conservative Party recently. Oui, political, like it, love it. Could I a satire? Hey, come for the fantasy tip, stay for the satire. <laughs> uh, everything coming out the Raiders suggests they're not giving up this season without a fight. Um, Devan... Five and five? I know, that's why I just said, you know when I just How said... How giving... the Raiders five and five? Uh, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Max Crosby. 
There you go, Max Crosby, who is yeah. a god among men. Um, Devante Adams is the obvious number one threat, followed by Jacobs and Myers. Hopeful that hopefully Michael Mayer just gets kind of forgotten about, and the big slotty bastard just pops up in the end zone and mm-hmm. they catch. What they do? It's what they do, mate. We could get that on a shirt, big slotty yeah. bastard. Yeah. Hey, once this podcast goes global, mate, we'll be we'll be <laughs> laughing. We'll be swimming in money, mate. Um, Imagine Ch- Taylor Swift running off stage, <laughs> jumping into the arms of Travis Kelsey <laughs> in his big slotty bastard t-shirt. <laughs> Should we try and mark it now, just in case? You've got to. You've got to. You, I, I don't think it's worth taking the risk that we're not going to do it anymore. So, so yeah. Michael Mayer, and say it last week, say it again, because I also want this on a shirt. When you're fishing down here, you've got to wiggle your worm and hope for a marlin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we do with Michael Mayer this season. Or John Bates. <laughs> I've had to Google to find out the depth chart of the commanders. So just to recap, take us through your picks for this week, Pulio. My um, picks this week are Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers, Rico Dowdle of the Dallas Cowboys, Darnell Mooney of the Chicago Bears, and Pat Freermuth, assuming he's off IR, for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. My picks are Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who's going to have the breakout game of his life, <laughs> Latavius Murray, who's going to score yet another touchdown, Jalen Reed, who's going to go off against the Chargers, when in reality they're probably just going to throw it to Watson all the time. And Michael Mayer, who's going to be the big slotty bastard in the end zone, uh, or the whole of the Commanders team. Um, yeah. We don't tend to do a DST on here. I don't really know why. I never really asked you to, but I think the obvious... Commanders. Yeah, the obvious is Commanders, <laughs> isn't it? Like, it's just an open and shut case. Uh, you know, I'd be yeah. tempted with the Steelers. I don't know, obviously now... Um... Well, no, because as I've just said... Oh, well, yeah, good point. Did you not yeah. hear how well no. CJ Stroud did in his second start? Uh, no, I did. I did hear that. Young. Yeah. Yeah, and Will Levis. And that was a fair point well made, made, actually. Well, you know, that's what I do. I make good points. Right. Apologies if this is a bit disjointed. I am ill, which you can probably hear my voice, so apologies for stumbling over words and whatnot. I promise to do better next week for you, our three or four listeners. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to the Saturday Sleepers podcast. We will see you next week. It's currently 1-0 to Pulio. I fully expect it to be one all this time next week. See you later. <laughs>